0: Welcome to the Strong Woman Better World podcast series, a global storytelling project created by strong woman using the power of sport, education, and social innovation to create a better world. Each week, we travel to another corner of the earth, and we exchange ideas while exploring Title IX's ripple effects around the globe. Hello, hello, I am your host, and ref, Carol Ponchon from Lyon, France. And it is my great pleasure to welcome you to the metaphorical ring as two fearless women spar about their trade-blazing journeys in sport. Buckle up and get ready to rumble. In today's episode, we travel to South America to hear from two strong women who share a passion for sports and the importance of innovative community-based projects empower and inspire a new generation of girls. In the right corner from Bolivia is Carmen Pozorios. Piña, as we call her, is the founder and director of Las Super Poderosas. Initially a TV show, the project shifted to become a magazine and expanded later into a soccer academy. Piña is a pioneer as the first woman to talk about sports in her country where men traditionally dominated the field. Driven by our relentless will to give a voice to all athletes and to help people through sports, Piña's relentless spirit will undoubtedly shine in the ring.
1: Hi, hi everybody. I am Piña from Bolivia. I'm happy to
0: be here and ready to put on my gloves. Thank you, Piña. And we are joined in the left corner by another powerful leader in sport, Alejandra Rodriguez-Lajain from Peru. Alejandra, you will have to correct me in the pronunciation, maybe. Ale is CEO of Peru Runners as well as founder and CEO of the Flama Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping girls and women get involved with sports. As one of the few businesswomen in Peru's sport industry and an accomplished marathoner, Alejandra knows how to push beyond our limits. Hi,
2: hello. I'm so happy to be here. And yes, actually, that was a great
0: pronunciation of my name. <laughs> Ladies, I am so impassioned and cannot wait to learn about your pioneering work and how you are standing on the shoulders of other Title IX titans. The ring is yours, so off we go for round one. Hey, Alejandra.
1: Well, we have a lot in common. And one thing that hasn't been mentioned yet is our participation in the Global Sports Mentoring Program or what we call the GSMP. The GSMP is a sports diplomacy, women's empowerment initiative sponsored by the U.S. Department of State and implemented by the amazing team at the University of Tennessee Center for Sport, Peace, and Society. So I wanted to give the audience this important background before jumping straight into deep end i want people to understand a bit about you so i'm going to start with two fun questions are you ready alejandra
2: yes i'm ready
1: okay ali what is your go-to guilty pleasure
2: oh chocolate definitely
1: (laughs) (laughs) does it help you with your running i don't think so
2: if you could travel
1: in the time where would you go
2: that's a a question i actually ask myself a lot i think i would love to travel to the early years of the 20th century and just to just to see how women how I i would feel like a woman in that time and then see what i would have done as a woman in that time and yeah, I'm always curious about that. And how what, will my life be different? What things I would have done if I would be a rebel and try to change things in that time? I always fantasize about being born before. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, that must be something nice to uh, see now that we live in the 21st century, right? Thank you, Alejandra, for sharing all this with us. It was a nice way to get in warm up. And now let's get into the match with more in-depth in questions. Alejandra, our two countries are facing some similar challenges, including the fact that due to economic and sociological restrictions, girls and women are rarely given the opportunities to participate in the sport. What do you think is needed to make a positive shift in direction? What should be done to make our people more active
2: That's a very interesting question and I I think it has lots of answers. First, I think we need to start working with parents and because it's a cultural issue, I think girls need to be more active earlier and that's the only way they will stay active through their whole lives. So working with parents and with the whole society and community is very important. And then I think having the government on board talking a little more about access for girls to sports and just handing us the tools to, to help women and girls get into sports is very important as well. So I think those are two very key important issues that we, we need to address in order to, to make our people more, more active. Here in Peru, only one of every three people are active. And then from that one person that is active, 70% are men. So that means that, that we have a lot of women that are not moving in the country and we need to change this.
1: Exactly. And in, a, in our countries, girls are born to serve, right? That's what, what they teach them, what they teach us when girls are born. But we we're changing that. And I'm happy to hear what you're saying. That is so true. When we were at uh, uh, the GSMP in 2017, I saw you running every single day. (laughs) And it got my attention. You have to tell me more about your passion for running. I'm really curious about what makes you run, Alejandra. Are you running away from something? Or you're running towards a goal? What's the story here?
2: My story with running started when I was really little. My father is a marathoner and he's a founder of Peru Runners, a running club and organization that I now lead. So for me, it was so natural to see that everyone was running around, you know, I don't know if they were escaping for something, but I, I knew that everyone was on the move all the time. My mother was very sporty herself. So When I was at school, I was in in the track and field team. And then when I was 24 years old, I decided to run my first marathon. And that's when uh, I really started to have will to to run every day towards a goal. At first, you think the goal is a marathon. But in the end, I really think you run because it's a tool to get to know yourself. It's a way to feel your freedom, to know your limits, um, to dream, to think. So I think that's the fuel that I get from running every day. And it's amazing also to have a marathon in your plans and to know that you have a goal. But it's, it's very interesting because you feel like that's your finish line. But in the end, there are no finish lines. You know, you, you get to the finish line of your marathon and then you want to get to the next one. And it's, I think, uh, a symbol of life. The marathon and running for me is just like life. And I think through life, you have to get to know yourself so that you can learn how to to relate with others and what you can do in the world. And running, that's what running gives me. Very important tool to get to know myself every day. So yeah, I was running every day during the program. Actually, I had the New York City Marathon coming up ahead and it was very difficult to to do that training plus the studying and and everything but it was worth it and i was so glad that some of the sisters were nice enough to come with me some mornings (laughs) and they were my victims so (laughs) Um, it was great and that's also a great thing about running here in peru we have lots of running groups and peru runners is a very united community so you feel supported you have friends it's not only about the the running but more about the support that you get from the community so that's also great
1: yeah you have the running is part of your blood and i picture you like when you get uh, to be 80 85 years old running on the only street <laughs> so nothing is gonna stop you alejandra nothing <laughs>
2: yes i also I, I picture myself like that too and sometimes when when people in running are kind of thinking about goals and times and distances all i think about is my real goal is just to keep on running when i'm 90 or 100 years old that's that's a real goal i think
0: hey ladies this is the ref speaking i have to call a phone actually just begging for you to bring us to the end this picture for us or paint for us how it is to run in Peru with no air in the lungs or what is the landscape can you paint it for us okay so first I live in Lima the capital city in Peru
2: so we are next to the ocean and we have an amazing boardwalk called the Malecon so it overlooks the, the ocean and it's more than 30 kilometers or 20 miles so you can really get to run next to the ocean for two hours, three hours, whatever, whatever you feel like. And that's what I do every morning. And we, we mainly, mainly run, just try to discover different parts of the city that we sometimes only get to know when you're a runner. And then also when I travel in Peru, Like to Cusco or to the north, we get to run in the Andes, which is also an amazing landscape. The lack of oxygen is a little challenging there, but it's also amazing. And the views of the mountains and the rivers just are worth it.
1: Good. Yeah, I'm waiting for you in La Paz, Alejandra, to run here too.
2: (laughs) Yes, that'll be tough. (laughs) But
1: we could make it. (laughs) Last but not least, you are an extra busy and active businesswoman. Can you tell us what is your secret power to be in laser focus on how you find a way to get things done, no matter what the challenges are? Was there a moment in your life when you learned the skills to set goals, prioritize, use strategy?
2: I think my secret power is that I work on something that I am passionate about. I know that sport has changed me and what has sports done for me so working uh, with sports and with community is just so um, gives me so much energy that that's where I get the energy and the focus from working somewhere else I think it wouldn't be so easy to know the strategy and to know what to do so I feel very empowered very energetic working in in sports And I think these skills to set goals, also sport has taught them to me. I think naturally I I was born with this kind of strategic mind in a way, but sport has given me the tools and the ways to make that better. When you have to run a marathon, for example, you have to have a plan and then there's a goal, but then you struggle. Not every day comes... The way you like it not every day you're feeling the way you're supposed to be feeling so i think that experience in the training for a marathon gives me a lot of what i uh, do strategic wise in in the work i do
0: and that's end of round one we are not moving to round two
2: well pina i cannot wait for you to showcase your work in this boxing ring But first, let's warm up our audience with two questions designed to catch you off guard and uncover your personality. So, Piñita, if you were an animal, what would you be? I would definitely be a dog. (laughs) A dog
1: because these animals are so loyal. Their love is unconditional. And they are always with you the moment you need them. So you can always count on them. As them, you can always, girls, you can
2: count on me. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, this one is a tough one. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) That's so hard. That's so
1: hard. Because I love to eat (laughs) <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um I don't know that's that's a hard one. you got me, but I think i would get, I would stay with salad with chicken, so i can <laughs> I can survive <laughs> No, it would it, it wouldn't be my favorite one, but it will help me to keep on moving on <laughs> going.
2: <laughs> Thanks for sparring. It says a lot about you. One thing we haven't discussed yet are the insecurities women and girls face in our communities. In fact, in our countries, Peru and Bolivia, violence against women is endemic. We are sadly among the countries with the highest percentage of rapes in the world. And you know that this is a topic dear to my heart. Can you tell us how you are using your platform as a sport person and in particular, why you started a soccer academy to empower girls of Bolivia to be strong did you have a personal experience or was it just because of someone you know?
1: It was because of somebody that I know. Actually, she's my best friend and she's a soccer player. And I was the um, journalist who went to cover all the games and everything related to soccer. And we couldn't find girls playing soccer. And in the city where I live, La Paz, there were no girls that played soccer. And La Paz was, uh, had a bad team in Bolivia. And Bolivia doesn't have a really good team, because people don't care about it. But we said, we can do it. I'm a very competitive person. And I said, why can't La Paz have a team? That's not good. So we talked about it, and we decided to make this soccer academy, first with the idea of just having girls with good soccer level. But on the way, we found out that Soccer was our tool to empower them, to make good leaders out of them, and to fight this violence problem we are suffering. So we ended up having clinics, having learning centers with them, teaching them to be good leaders, how to be strong, how to say no when it's necessary. So uh, we have good coaches now that learn from us because we had to learn on the way too. It was not easy for us. But they are learning. We are learning with them. And I think we are on the way to power good girls and to show the way that girls can do it, that girls can be strong.
2: See, that's really inspiring. And I think it's amazing all that you've accomplished. So getting back to the ring, you asked me about my secret power. And obviously that's something important to you too. Let's just look at the name of your organization, Las Super Poderosas. First of all, what does this mean in English? Tell us. And secondly, what is the story behind Las Superpoderosas Soccer Academy?
1: Well, Las Superpoderosas means the super powerful girls. First, we had this television program that covered all the sports in La Paz. And we were very funny with Zdenka because we made a lot of mistakes on television. And people say, hi, oh, these crazy girls. And we didn't like that. <laughs> So they changed that into the, oh, no, they are not crazy. They are, they have a power. They are super, they are strong and they have this power. So they started calling us the Superpoderosas. And we said, so we have this power to change people's lives, to uh, give visibility to people, to motivate people. So we're going to keep with the name. So we uh, put the name to our academy too. And We believe in the name, and I think it's our Brown now. And the girls that are part of our academy believe in it so hard that they believe they are super powerful girls, too. At first, it sounds kind of funny, but I think it's very strong because it tells about the strength all the girls have and all the coaches have and we have. So I think it's a good, a good name for us. And nobody has that name so far in Bolivia. So we are Las Superpoderosas, the only ones.
2: <laughs> That's, it's an amazing name. I love it. And I think uh, language is so, so powerful that just, just hearing the name inspires already. Well, last but not least, I picture you as a fearless woman. You have a lot of energy and you're always on the jump in on opportunities and make sure you get the most of your life. You are an incredible sports journalist and the first female sports journalist in Bolivia. Wow. Tell us about your craziest moment. Was it the Olympics, the World Cup? I want to know your best story, maybe even two of them. Just tell us.
1: (laughs) Well I thank God I had, I was lucky to be in World Cup one World Cup in the in the United States and uh, three Olympic games I think all of them were amazing because I got to see and interview these amazing athletes people that you just see them on the television or on magazines or the newspaper right but I was next to them. I was with the microphone next to them. And I think that was everything to me because they are so inspiring. The things they do, they are the super athletes, the best athletes of the world. And as a journalist, you cannot ask for more. But the funniest moment for me was in Rio de Janeiro. I went to watch Usain Bolt, obviously, and I couldn't help it. He ran, he won the 100 meters. And uh, we one of our sisters, Mayra Cole from Bolivia too, we went to the mix zone to see him. <laughs> we, we, we didn't want to intervie- interview him, we just wanna, wanted a picture with him. And that was very hard to do it because it's something that you cannot do it in a mix zone. And the athletes don't do that, right? Or the journalists don't ask <laughs> those kind of uh, questions So we went there, and we were the last ones. And Mayra had only the last 1% of her cell phone (laughs) battery on. So we were waiting waiting there for him, and he passed by. And I said, Isain, can we have a picture with you, a selfie? He looked at us, and he said, "Okay." And he came, and we had the picture, and Mayra's cell phone died. And I started screaming so hard and I say, I love you, I love you, I love you, Zayn both. And he was laughing and all the journalists went to him and tried to have a selfie too, and I think they did. But they were laughing at us because of my reaction. And that was so spontaneous, I couldn't help it. And we had the picture and we were very happy. I think that, that was the funniest moment that I will never forget in my life. <laughs>
2: I think it's amazing that you get to travel so much and all the things you get to experience. So, Pina, I have one final question. How are you a better sports journalist as a result of your GSMP participation?
1: GSMP changed my world. G- gave me another pair of glasses to see the world. Now I'm not just the person who goes and interview. I'm the person who goes and finds out more and helps the person, the athletes, to have more visibility, to motivate them more, to find the stories that are behind them, right? And to share that with the world. And I feel more important too, because I'm doing something that nobody does that. People don't care about women. Now I do. So women in Bolivia are getting more visibility and more credit because of my microphone, because of my magazine. And I'm happy to do it. I'm very thankful to GSMP for opening my eyes.
0: What a way to end this round, too. This is the ref speaking, and to avoid any misunderstanding, Pina, did you try to paint to us that you were running faster than Ushen and Alejandra, or simply that you have the skills to be at the right place at the right moment?
1: <laughs> I mean I was at the right place at the right moment. And you know what? That makes That's something important. Be the right place at the right time,
0: because you can
1: change somebody's life.
0: What a transition to round three. Let's move on, ladies. Okay, we are running out of time, but let's have a lightning round
2: before our buzzer sounds. What's your definition of empowerment, Pina?
1: Empowerment, to me, is its a hard question. A person who can believe somebody, a person who has no fears, who has no fears when somebody says no, a person who works on dreams, fights for the dream, for her or his dream, and a person who is able to show and to share that with
2: everybody. Yeah, I I love that you mentioned fear because I think that for me, empowerment is being fearless to show your inner strength. In Flamma Foundation, we talk a lot about the flamma, the flame. So that was the inspiration for our name. And that flamma, for, for me, is that inner strength that you have. And when you're empowered, you can really show it and use it to empower others and to inspire others. So for me, that's, that's empowerment.
0: Ref speaking here. I could not help but end this friendly fight with a sincere thank you to our audience. And guess what? The winner of today's episode is Communities Around the Globe. We're benefiting from greater equality and inclusivity. Thank you, ladies, for your priceless time and energy. You're the stars here and today, so I leave you with the final words.
2: It was wonderful to share this episode with you,
0: Pina. Thank you
2: so much for stepping into the ring and helping us learn more about your work to advance gender equity in sports in Latin America. And thanks to our audience for tuning in on this week's episode. We hope you learned something new about women's sports in Bolivia and Peru, and that you'll feeling inspired to make a difference in your own community. Social change is a team sport, and we are counting on you to join us as we celebrate the global impact of Title IX. Here are some easy ways to get in on action.
1: Yes, click the like button. Subscribe to our channel and share this podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. Leave your questions and comments on our social media. And remember, you can listen to more episodes of the Strong Women Better World podcast series on your favorite podcasting platform.